and welcome to the Suggested Podcast. That's kind of consistent now, I'm just doing it that way, but uh, yeah, we're back. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by how consistent I was being with the introduction. Oh, well done. Um, I'm very proud of you. I, <laughs> I'm John, and with me as always is Jim. Hi, Jim. Yeah. Hey, it's good <laughs> to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> hey, no worries. Every so, week, I invite you. Um, I just need you to step aside with me for a moment, John. Listener, you can mm-hmm. stay right there. Just, I just need to have an aside with John. You know sure. how we normally do like some sort of anecdote at the start of these episodes? Mm-hmm. Well, I realized that if we do anecdotes about life right now, it's going to really date these things and people are going to be like, <laughs> oh, this was during the whole the thing. Ho- horrible thing. Um, so I think we need to make anecdotes about the future. Right. Yeah. So, like, that way it's not as dating. Right. All right. So Are let's go back to the listener that now. Or... Okay. Right. Yeah. Walking back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the walking sound effects. What it was weird that you effects? did that? Right I was really walking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I miss New Zealand. What? It's it's sad that New Zealand's gone now. This is your prediction, is it? No, Sorry, this I'm just is, stepping this out, is... stepping outside the bit for a second. Oh, all right, stay there, listener. This... We're just leaving the bit for a moment. Okay. We're, what we're doing is we're talking. We're not trying to date the episode. We're talking about the future as if the future is right now. But when? But so when we're talking date about the episode if New Zealand exists in the future. Yeah. So how we far are in the future are we going? I don't know, like two months? I feel like there's some safer predictions. No, no, no. Come back into the bit with me and you'll see where okay. I'm going. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Back to the bit. Do, 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 do. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. It, it was sad. It. I mean, it was exciting when like deer were showing up in other cities, but did not see the velociraptors in Auckland coming. <laughs> Just, um, with yep. the streets empty, they re-emerged. Life finds a way. Very tragic life finds. <laughs> they were so worried thinking about whether they could, they never stopped to think about whether they should. And then they did. Whether they, sh- whether they should defend themselves from the velociraptors. They were too busy self-isolating. Yep. Yep. So, I miss New Zealand. Um, what a- what yep. about you? Play in this space. Um, oh man, you did not team me up with this at all. Uh, no, it's more fun this way. Well, I miss currency. It was just so convenient being able to hand over like a note mm. or tap mm. your card. Yep. Uh, and now it's all bottle caps and bartering. And V-Bucks? And Fortnite V-Bucks <laughs> is the predominant is currency. The, and uh, Yeah, I wish I'd invested. I wish I understood what a Bitcoin was. Yeah, I I mean, we all have them in our feet now. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, all all music is gone except for that one song, "Crazy Frog." Yeah, it's uh, yep, it's the exactly. national anthem, "Crazy Frog." <laughs> the world. Yeah, just all other music, it just stopped. Um, yep. So, was, so that was my. It intro was burned bit. down for fuel. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. I yeah. feel like this. Um, 
this podcast now will stand the test of time. Exactly. They'll be like, cool, is this early 2020 or late 2020? We don't know. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Uh, so, I don't know where to move from there. Oh, yeah. serving suggestion. I'm bringing it back. I, I think we kind of missed it in the last couple episodes. We did. But um, yeah, we're, we're drinking. We're drinking things. What are you drinking? We're drinking Jim? separate things. So we have separate serving suggestions. Mine is um, Angry Man from Murray's Brewing Company. Yes, which I also have in the fridge because I gave you that Angry Man. Um, yeah, so I could have been drinking the same thing. Mm. But I've been, for some weird reason, really thinking about Negronis lately. Um, so I really wanted a Negroni and then I went to the liquor store before because I was looking for sake and I bought some sake but I also got some Campari and some vermouth why and then you... why uh, sake on. okay and then I went to make a Negroni and then I wanted I saw we had whiskey in the cupboard mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'll make the whiskey variant of a Negroni called a Boulevardier okay. so I'm drinking a Boulevardier which is whiskey vermouth and Campari and it's very much an acquired taste any drink with Campari is, like, very acquired. I don't know what some of those things are, but why sake? Uh, I'm going to make karage chicken. Oh. And I'm going to um, marinate it in some sake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I miss your cooking. That is my least favorite thing about this whole corona <laughs> thing. Just not being able to actually come over and record in person so we can eat food together. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the sadness. Um, yeah, and I'm really enjoying Angry Man. It's one of my favorite beers. Yeah, I, I, when I realized I had some of that in the cupboard and I was dropping off uh, your suggestion this week, mm-hmm. um, I thought, yeah, I'll just make a little care package. So yeah. I dropped a couple I, of those in there for I you. I felt loved. It was a superb care package. Those cookies? Oh. Yeah, they were... Um, we had a Rocky Road bar of chocolate in the cupboard and we made them into oh, chocolate chip yeah. cookies. Yeah, it was good. It was real good. It's good times. Should we just like dive into the suggestions? I think so, yeah. I okay. think I'll go first because right. I'm talking about the care package. Yeah, um, do it. So, my suggestion for you this... I, I was thinking about... Actually, we fully missed a segment where oh, we talk about the Kanye fun size suggestions. Oh yeah. <laughs> Small suggestions. Yes. Um my mini suggestions. my mini suggestion this week, this episode is Middle Ditch and Sw- Schwartz. What? Was that yours? Yes. Okay. I knew you had seen it, so I knew I couldn't suggest it to you. Um but it's totally my mini suggestion. You've watched it, it now? It is great. I watched the first episode and okay. I will definitely be watching the rest. Oh, did Sarah like it too? Um, Sarah was definitely less into it. Okay. I think that we was watched kind of- like half of it together mm-hmm. and I was like, do you want to keep watching that? And she was like, yeah, I, I, I could watch it with you. And it was kind of like, she was a bit uh, nonplussed about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just watch it without you. So I finished off without her. Yeah. And she didn't really care. Yeah. So, I w- but it's amazing. I, it's I so funny. That. It, so, if um, you haven't heard of it, if you're not familiar with it, it's a Netflix TV series with three episodes, and it is what's called long-form improv, which is where they, mm-hmm. like, take a suggestion from the audience, and then they do, like, 40 minutes of improv based on that suggestion, doing all mm-hmm. the different characters in the scene, and it's just, it's very, very funny. 
It's very good. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's just, they, they do such a great job of, uh, I was a little worried at the start when they were asking, like talking to the audience that it was going to be all callbacks. Like the mm-hmm. whole humor of it was that they were calling back to that. Yeah. And I think they do that, but they don't lean on it. Yeah. Um, they managed to create comedy out of a lot of different things, like calling back to the um, actual reference. Mm-hmm. And also, like, they get a lot of comedy out of the fact that they're doing improv, but without ruining the moment too much. Yeah, like, yeah it's very um, funny. Like, they're running around the stage because they're all playing all the characters. The two of them are playing all the characters. And, and like often playing characters, characters. Often playing characters that the other person... Was also was playing previously. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like, it's, it's always fun in the little bits where they're like addressing a different character, and so the person has to like run over to the other side of the stage to be that character, and then they run back, and it's just it's chaotic, but it's really very funny. Yeah, I yeah. I watched it all three episodes with Catherine, and she I also I don't think was as into it as I was, but was like it's very clever. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, would recommend. Good mini suggestion. Uh, anyway, on to my suggestion. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking about bringing this as a mini suggestion, which is what reminded me to do that segment, mm-hmm. um, because it's something that I've really been appreciating while in isolation. I've been home, obviously, every day, um, working from home. And ordinarily, when I go into work, one of my rituals is getting a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go and order a double piccolo from my favorite cafes, probably twice a day, most of the time, mm-hmm. um, which sounds healthy. That's like four coffees worth of espresso. Yep. Um, it's why but, you're so yeah. tall. All well, the caffeine probably just lifts you up. Probably a lot healthier and sleeping a lot better now that we're in isolation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, um, I'm at home. I don't have an espresso machine or anything that makes espresso well mm-hmm. um so i've kind of been making a lot of pour over coffee yeah um i've just got a little hario v60 um which is just like a specific it's pretty much just a cone that sits on top of a mug um and you pour water into it um supposedly there's something special about the de- angles like v60 is basically a 60 degree cone uh-huh. that's why it's a v60 um Supposedly, there's something special about the 60-degree angle, but really, it just makes decent coffee. And I think it strikes a nice balance between being pretty simple, um, but producing like a decent cup. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I have purchased a V60 um, for Jim and some filter papers, and I dropped that off in his care package. Which I was very excited about. I did buy it for you but it does actually come under the um uh cash limit Mm. that we took i think twenty dollars is the limit i think i paid i think think we accidentally upped it because i've been listening to original episodes and it started as 15 and we've upped it right i'm i'm okay with that i just i don't know where that happened um yeah so i got you a plastic two cup v60 Mm mm-hmm and the filter papers. Um, and that's pretty much all you need to get started because I know you had coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, this is completely optional, but I I sent along with the care package a little um, like gooseneck kettle thing. Yeah, that's I was what excited that's about. about that. You can boil water and then put it into that. Um, mm. And 
the gooseneck kettle. It just gives you a bit more precision for pour over. Yeah. Um, it's not strictly necessary, but I feel like with a lot of kettles, they have massive spouts, so you just end up dumping a bunch of water. So, um, you've got coffee, you've got mm-hmm. all of the things for it. I thought I'd quickly go through how I make it in the morning. Yeah, tell me. Give you a little bit of a method. Can I ask um, some questions first? Yeah, absolutely. So, what is the difference between this and like an AeroPress coffee? Like, am I going to get more flavor? AeroPress is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think um, on the spectrum of coffees, all like mm-hmm. you have filter coffees that are kind of, I guess, your weakest, um, least bodied um, coffees. And yep. I, I would say that filter coffee is really the tea of coffee, if that makes sense. Um, nope. Espresso has... Espresso's come, kind of become synonymous with coffee in terms of like body and richness and that bitterness is kind mm-hmm. of like what people are expecting when they drink coffee. Uh, at least yeah. in Australia, I think that's true. Um, but pour over it kind of lends itself more to um, you have less body, less of that kind of upfront bitterness and more of the kind of nuance and fruity notes, I guess. And um, yeah, you get kind of more of those top notes coming through from the coffee. Um, So this is where it kind of, not saying you can't have good single origin espresso, but like it's, it's good idea to get good single origin coffee. Um, that's been made for filter. Um, I feel like it benefits a lot more from brewing methods like this. Um, But as far as the difference between AeroPress and pour over, um, Mm -hmm. you you won't get a huge amount of difference. Um, I think AeroPress is pretty good. You probably, AeroPress is pretty versatile because you can do a filter style coffee in there or you can kind of pack it in a bit more and try and get it closer to an espresso a little bit. If you, Just depending on your ratios and your grind size. Um, okay. So, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's, you could make a pretty similar output um, from a from an AeroPress okay, cool. to, to this, I think. Um, All right. Well, walk me through your methods. I feel like we were getting into the weeds there a little bit. Let's- yeah. Um, so, I will... Um, first of all, uh, an important step is... Um, that you want to make sure that the vessel below is big enough because one of the things I find with it is you don't, if you're just pouring in the top, then you don't know how much is dripping through. Um, What I like to do with that kettle that I've given you is pour Mm -hmm. out boiling water into the mug that I'm going to use and then pour that into the gooseneck kettle. And then I know exactly how much water I've put in the kettle is going to run through and it's going to fill the mug. So yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm boiling water. I'm putting the boiled water in the mug. Then I'm tipping the water from the mug into the gooseneck kettle. And then yeah. tipping the water from the gooseneck kettle into the filter going <laughs> yes. to the mug. Cool. Which you're going to lose it. some temperature in the process, but it's not going to matter too much. Yep. Um, I put the, f- the paper filter. So um, the paper filter has like a seam edge. You fold the seam edge over and then you kind of um, pillow it out. And you okay. that it fits into the V60 a lot yep. easier. 
Um, I like to wet the filter first. So I would just use your kettle to wet that. Um, like okay. use the kettle that you boiled the water in and then discard that water. Um, it's not a super crucial step, but it just some people say there's papery taste that comes through from the filter. So um, maybe I like that papery taste and yeah. that's what I'm after in my coffee. Yeah. If you want to skip that step, you probably could. It's probably not making the most difference. Okay. Uh, then I will put my coffee in. I will do um, 60 grams per liter of water that I'm doing. So okay. <laughs> for for most... So I usually brew 500 milliliters every morning, but that's for me and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you, if you've got like a mason jar or something like that that can hold yeah, 500 mils, you could do it on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a good way to do that. Um, otherwise, if you're doing it in one mug, you maybe are looking around 250 mil. And so you would do like 15 grams of coffee, but for 500 mil, 30 grams of coffee. Yep. Um, I'll add that coffee into the wet paper. Like um, I'll just drop it in the middle of the wet paper yeah, or I'll just sprinkle in the middle. it around. Drop it in the middle. I like to try and keep it pretty level at the bottom of the cone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll create a little well in the middle with my finger. Yep. So just kind of like dig out a little well. Yep. Finger um, well. Okay. Here's where it gets complicated. I I will do... I don't know if you've got a scale, a digital scale. Nope. Okay. It's really... I actually tried to get one today because I knew you were going to say this. And I went <laughs> to Kmart and they were actually sold out of digital scales. And they had oh, like really? eight different types and all of them were sold out. And they had signs up being like, we're actually like out of stock of digital scales. So I don't that's know crazy. who was buying Kmart's entire stock of digital scales. But that's the thing that's happening in this weird time. It's because everyone's baking. Yeah. Um, if you can get a scale, it's just it's the best way to do it because you just get um, repeatable results. I think like people often say to me stuff like, oh, "I don't want to mess around with doing that sort of stuff in the morning when I need my coffee." Like, um, but to me, I think like I want the most repeatable yeah. process that is hard to stuff up. Um, so I kind of just have it ingrained. Um, so I will. I will bloom. So bloom is an important step to kind of, especially when you've got fresher coffee, to get the kind of CO2 out, out that's trapped because um, mm-hmm. you'll get um, better extraction. So I'll do a bloom with two times whatever the coffee weight that I put in was. So for my 500 milliliters example, I put in 300, I put in 30 grams of coffee. So I'll bloom with 60 grams of water. Okay. This is where not having a scale is going to make it difficult. But um, the the esen- essentially the goal here is just to get all of the coffee grounds wet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want them swimming in a lot of water. You kind of just want them a little bit wet and so that if you shake the um, V60, they kind of look a little bit liquid and they kind of move okay. around. You want to just That's why you create the well is you want to get all of the grounds wet. Mm-hmm. Um, I will wait 45 seconds. You can time it because you've got a timer on your phone. I do. Um, but I'll bloom for 45 seconds. I'll often um, stir the V60. Like I'll just hold the, the carafe and the um, V60 and kind of just give it a quick stir. 
obviously be gentle. Um, wait 45 seconds. Then I will start pouring water and I want to get up to 300 grams of water in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> so okay. three, 300 grams by um, 115, that'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 115, I want to get up to 200 grams in the next 30 seconds. Okay. So that's a slightly slower pour. Um, but by 145, I'm at 500 grams of water. Obviously, um, if you're making a single cup, it's 150 grams. And then at, yeah, anyway, just make yeah. 500 mils. Make, make, yeah, um, I'm, make I'm never going to make just one cup at the moment. Yeah. Um, so then in that case, up to 300 grams in in the 30 seconds after the bloom. So 45 mm-hmm. to 115 and then up to 500 in 115 to 145. I hope you're taking notes. No, I was about to say, like, I'm going to need <laughs> you to write all this out because I am not a, like, um, I wanted to say like audio l- learner, but that's not the right yeah, term. I will send you a, a um, note. Yeah, um, no, I'm going to need that. I will wait for the coffee to draw down a little bit and then I'll mm-hmm. stir again um, mm-hmm. sometime in that, like once I've put all of the water in. So yep. all your water should be in by about 145 and then your draw down should finish around three and a half minutes. So you pretty much just can leave it at that point there. Okay. Um, I'm excited to give this a go. So this is my, like, that's my kind of standard process. And then if I need to tweak if it's not tasting right and I need to tweak it, I'll tweak it with the grind size. I know that's mm-hmm. not kind of an option for you, but it's just to me it's is already ground. Yeah, exactly. I think um, to me it's the easiest way to to tweak if you're trying to dial in, I guess, a, mm-hmm. a particular bean. If you've bought new beans and you're like, uh, I want to get more of this flavor out of it, or I want, yeah, that's kind of how I'll do that. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm excited to give it a go. I think mm. that. We need to move to my suggestion because we're running short on time. Are we? But sure. Yeah, we're Let's at do like. It. Oh yes, this package. I really yeah, want to yeah. open, open this. Open the package. So I went and picked up this thing today that I'm really hoping you haven't tried before. Um, let's get Jim that good dropped off noise. Yeah, Jim dropped off a mysterious package today, and I don't know what it is. And I was told not to open it until. We were recording. Yeah. Ah, I've seen. Um, I've seen. Okay. So you haven't had this. this. Okay. We're just. It's on. We're on a hot drink thing this time. Yeah, this is the hot drink episode. This is uh, Nutra Organics Luna Latte. So mm-hmm. it is like a purple drink. Let Let me read you some info on it, um, if I can find my notes. Okay. All right. It's a nighttime nourishing moon milk. Luna Latte is a blissful blend of vibrant purple carrot, traditional Chinese adaptogens, and organic floral botanicals to make a moon milk potion to help relax before bed. Smooth vanilla tones combined with caramel notes of mesquite and a subtle hint of pink Himalayan crystal salt complement the delicate bouquet to deliver a delicious pre-bedtime indulgence and healthy dessert drink alternative. So... Uh, Luna Latte is delicious, but it's also pretty healthy, and it uh, has kind of some herbs in it that help you sleep. The 
adaptogen stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of, it's like a calm, peaceful drink to have before you go to bed that is not going to keep you awake and is, in fact, going to help you sleep. And because it's mm-hmm. got those um, adaptogen herbs in it, the more regularly you have it, the more it actually helps you sleep. So it's fun and it's not because it's not actually like designed to make you sleep. It's not like you wake up drowsy from it or mm. you have trouble waking up in the middle of the night. It just kind of calms you down, puts you in this like restful state and helps you go to sleep. Uh, it is purple and that is fun. I've got that in my <laughs> notes. Um, yeah, and it's quite tasty. It's good with like it's got like reishi mushrooms in it and stuff. So. Mm. It does have a little bit of an earthy flavor if you don't put some, like, honey in it. Okay. In my opinion. I can deal with earthy flavors. Yeah. I I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I think Sarah will probably enjoy it. Mm. It's good. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you think. I'm into the concept. Have it before you go to bed a couple nights in a row. I think that's the suggestion. Right. Like, not just having it, but, like, having it... Like, yeah. Like, maybe, like, try it for a week and see if it changes your life. Um, yeah. All right. Are you laughing because you're making it need a burrito? Yeah. I just listened to that episode. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll get into it. We drink it somewhat regularly, not as regularly as we used to, um, because now Catherine doesn't drink dairy. So, all right. Can you make make it in alternate milks? Well, we do, but we have to make it twice in order to do that, as opposed to just sticking a whole bunch in the Thermomix, because we use the Thermomix so it froths the milk, because it's got, um, some of the herbs in it can be a little, like, may not dissolve if you don't, like, froth the milk, and that's not a big problem. Um, Like, I think it's the chamomile that maybe doesn't dissolve Uh. fully if you... Uh, don't froth the milk so we use the thermomix because we can froth the milk get it up to a good temperature make sure it all dissolves but yeah we used to just be able to throw a whole bunch of milk in there and right. just make it for both of us why don't you just drink do, alt like, milk now because i don't want to like <laughs> coconut milk is all right but i think oat I milk is the best one she catherine can't have oats so oh, of course not yeah so that it's sucks. like coconut milk or almond milk, and everyone knows yeah. almond milk tastes like dirt. We have almond milk in the fridge at the moment, which I'll probably use. Um, but it's almond slash rice milk, mm. which also Catherine can't have. Yeah, can't um, have rice. Yeah, but I'll probably use that. I might. We've got some dairy milk. I might use that at some point. And it was twenty dollars, so I like was successful <laughs> in the limit. Just came in under. Um, but, yeah, I think... Are we still doing show notes with our new... I don't hosting? know. Yeah, I, I did think that when I was listening to the old episodes. I was like, oh, all these show notes don't exist. Um, but you can get this uh, at the Nutri Organics website. They often do, like, discounts and stuff as well. Um, a lot of health food stores are carrying it. It seems to be pretty popular nowadays. So I think we should get sponsored. I think that Nutri Organics should sponsor us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just heard my wife in the background go, oh my gosh, yes. I think that probably comes through on the uh, recording there. Ah, uh, good. Um, yeah, right. so 
I yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think. I'm excited to hear what Sarah thinks. And I yeah. will do the filter coffee and I'll probably do it for like maybe I'll do it for a week and you do the lunar latte for a week and we'll mm-hmm. come back and record the second half. Well it's got fifteen servings in this pack, so that's enough for Sarah and I to have it every day for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Purple carrot potion. <laughs> yeah. The so ingredients. Good. Should I quickly do the ingredients? I've got that. It's like Jerusalem artichoke. Inulin, I don't know what that is. Um, New Zealand purple carrot. That's actually why it's purple. Apparently, they're right. like dried on a window. Right. Somewhere. Uh, tapioca starch, Peruvian mesquite, vanilla beet extract. Bean what is Peruvian mesquite doing? It seems odd. Um, it's adding that vanilla flavor. Ah, of course. Oh, no, caramel notes, apparently. Right. Um, lavender buds. That's somewhat, I think, Hard from reading things, it. that's kind of from the smell as well as, like, mm-hmm. to help you sleep. But apparently the smell of the lavender also calms you down and helps you sleep. So it's got ashwagandha. <laughs> he shoo woo. <laughs> Passionflower aerials. So, yeah, just all that good stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, I love sure. some Ash and Wadden Ganada. Yep. Cup of that all in right. the morning. That gets you going. Let's make some uh, hot drinks and yeah. um, we'll reconnect. Back for our, the second part of our hot drinks episode. <laughs> the hot drinks special. <laughs> yes. All right. Welcome back to part two of our beverage brews Brocast episode. Bruce Brothers. The, the Bruce Brothers. Brothers. That's us. Got it. Bruce with an EU, not with a UISE. Yeah, of course. That's next week when I suggest that Jim joins a fight club. And I suggest that John learns to get punched in the face. <laughs> it's a vital skill. It is. Uh, who's going first? Um,. I'm happy to go first, because I'm actually drinking one right now. So, you suggested to me filter coffee. Uh, You very generously gave me a V60 filter thing, um, the filter Mm -hmm. papers, the gooseneck kettle. Uh, It was a pack of 40 filters. Since Mm -hmm. we recorded the first half, we have drank 37 of them. That's really impressive. I mean, it's been a little while since we recorded, but yeah, I don't even think it's been 37 days. It's not been 37 days. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's good. I, I've been really enjoying it. I Obviously, I think I said on the first half that we normally use the AeroPress. So, using this instead, I found it is a lot more fiddly. That's mm-hmm. definitely my con is like, it takes a bit longer. It's a bit more fiddly, especially if you want the coffee hot. Like, you really have to heat up everything else first. Right, Like, yeah. you can't just pour it into a cold mug and be fine, which, like, you can with the AeroPress. You can pour it into a cold mug and it's okay. I I don't know. Maybe it's just our house is particularly cold. I've just found that I have to, like, Probably. I have to heat the gooseneck kettle. I have to heat the mugs. Um, I have to heat the mason jar that the filter coffee's going into before it goes into the mugs like 
I find that I have to heat all those parts in order to keep it warm. Um, right. But I enjoy the way it turns out. Like I, I feel like you can get more of the tasting notes of the coffee than mm-hmm. just from the AeroPress. So I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the tea of coffee. Yeah. I think I said that at the start. In I the think first you did. Half. And so I've been enjoying that. I you gave me some like very specific and boring instructions. <laughs> did you on do the any first of half? I I think maybe the first five times I did it, I <laughs> very specifically and methodically did the whole thing. But the problem was I didn't have one of those scales. So yeah. we have a thermomix, which if you don't know what a thermomix is, um, it's a big device that's kind of like a food processor mixer thing and so it's quite a tall device and i was having to put a like chopping board on top of that and then do everything (laughs) so it was just like doing everything at this absurd height that was like almost like up to where my head was it was tricky um and dangerous yeah and a little bit precarious but then i got one of those scales and that's made it easier but yeah i wouldn't say that i've been doing it precise out of the 37 mm-hmm. coffees, um, also, this is my third coffee of the day, so I'm a little bit buzzed. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say out of those 37, probably, like, 15, I was, like, really doing the timing and everything. Yeah. Otherwise, I was just like, yeah, that feels about right. Yep, that feels about right. So, and I think But I've been we, measuring it. I think I talked about... Um in the first half, I mean, it's been like more than a month at least. Um, but I think I talked about in the first half, um, just like here, here are the things that I would do first. Like yeah. if you were going to scale back any of this process, like these are the bits that are important. Like I think it's important to do a bloom with yeah. a small amount of the water and then kind of top up. But the timing, I think, yeah, you could, you could probably go either way on it. And I'm probably still roundabout hitting the timing but i'm just not being as precise with it and we've been drinking our floozy coffee um with it from floozy coffee roasters in newcastle who i just thought i'd give them a quick plug because we've been really enjoying uh their coffee this is like our i think fourth order from them since we got Mm. the filter um (laughs) which yeah about a month ago so we've been really enjoying it. Currently, I'm drinking a Sandy Valencino Columbia with tasting notes of grape jelly, caramel, golden syrup, and honeydew melon. So I'm enjoying it. Wowzers. Yeah. I'm like... not drinking coffee, but now I feel like some. Now that you've said that. Should have bought a um, Luna Latte to the episode. I should have. Uh, that would probably put me asleep. That would be a yeah, it, I think... Um, yeah, you, you don't have to go super crazy with it. And you can still get good coffee. It's mm. probably one of, the, one of the things I like about it. I, it's interesting to hear that you have to heat everything up. Um, yep. It's one of the reasons, like, so the gooseneck kettle that I gave Jim is like a basically a little standalone um, unit and you pour boiling water into it. So um, I think you could heat it up on the stovetop. It would probably be okay, but it's... Um, that's how I typically used it. Now I have like an actual electric kettle that has a gooseneck to it. So. I think it's just because if I don't heat it up, I'm like pouring the boiling hot water into the mason jar, 
to measure it and then I'm pouring the mason jar into the gooseneck kettle and then I'm pouring the gooseneck kettle into the filter and then pouring which is going into the mason jar which is then going into the yeah. mugs so I think it's just so many steps that it loses You're losing its temperature. temperature yeah but thankfully our hot water system is so weird here that our hot water comes out like scalding boiling hot um so it's pretty right. easy to warm things <laughs> so that's right. a plus it's not great for washing dishes because you will regularly just like burn your hands off and that is not fun but it I does think, help um, for coffee i i think at one point when i was using that gooseneck kettle i did check it and i was because i was having the same concerns hmm. and so i i have a probe thermometer so i was probing the temperature and i don't think it loses that much i think warming your cups is a good idea yeah with any like just pour boiling water from your kettle into them I think it's um, definitely the mason jar as, far as, as well. Like the mason- and also that's yeah, that's part of what's good about um, wetting the filter is you kind of just like heat up whatever you're um, yeah. brewing into. So it's it's been good. I, I think the first couple of times I did it when I didn't heat everything, um, we definitely had some cold coffees, but not like pleasantly cold coffees. <laughs> like Yeah. The first couple were pretty lukewarm while I got used to it, but we've been enjoying yeah, it. Right. Catherine's been enjoying it. So we're just trying Has not Catherine to Catherine drink... made any? No, she hasn't. It's I can't just... see her getting really nerdy with it. <laughs> no, we have been keeping, we've got like a thing of bad coffee in our cupboard that we use right. for just like the AeroPress. Like if we just need a quick coffee, we don't have the time to like muck around. We'll just... Yep. I think it's like Vittoria or something basic right? where it's like, this is fine. So we'll do that. But then if we're like sitting down and having coffee together, then we'll make a nice one. I think I just got so down to a fine art in just in terms of like, it's such a quick process for me now because I've got um, like, I've got a grinder at home now. I've got the kettle. The, mm. the kettle that I'm pouring from is the one that's plugged in. So pretty much just to boil water, grind it. Yep. And then my scales have a timer on them. Nice. So if I want to time it, I can kind of just do it all with one thing. That's helpful. So. Well, with the floozy, they send it to you ground for whatever you're using. So we've just been getting it sent to us ground for the filter. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, been really handy. That's the next level when you want to get nerdy with it. Is you freshly grind. Does it make Makes a big a difference? difference? Yeah, I think it does. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know that I'm there just because once you once you grind coffee, it just starts to lose its flavor. You're just on the clock after that. Yeah, but and that's even we- true of beans, like whether they're ground or not. Yeah, which is what we've been trying to figure out. Like, we've gotten two bags of. 250 mils, I think. Sorry, 250 grams. grams. Um, I think that's how big this packet is. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of tends to do us maybe like two weeks. Yeah. Which is probably us drinking way too much coffee, honestly. But anyway. No, that sounds about right. We, we probably go through two bags in under two weeks at the moment. Yeah, but we also have our basic coffee, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most days aren't a three-coffee day. It's just that this is a public holiday, so... We, um, we've we been without coffee for ages because we 
ordered some coffee, like a few bags and from like an hour away from where we are. Yeah. And a month later, it still hadn't arrived. So I'm like emailing Australia Post and then they were like, we don't know where it is. It never got handed to us. And then I emailed the vendor and they were really cool about it. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to express post you some. Oh, that's We're going to throw, throw in a bag oh, nice. um, of this extra thing. So they were really cool about it. And now I feel terrible because the actual package turned up. And I'm like, okay, whose fault was this? This was obviously Australia Post. Because so you've just got lots of coffee now. I have a lot of coffee. I have like five 250 gram bags. So yep. if you run out... Um, just holler, I'll uh, send you some nice coffee. Are you saying that to the listeners? Just like if listeners <laughs> run out, they can just send <laughs> yeah, you a message right. on Twitter. It's um, a competition we're running. Yeah. First person to run out of coffee. Yeah. You're the winner. Yeah. I I, I really like the brand that you go with as well um, for coffee. Like we regularly drink at cafes that stock them. Um, but yeah, just we're big I just, fans. I, we're a floozy family. I tend to just shop around a little bit because especially when you're doing um, filter, I find usually a lot of roasters, unless they're kind of big roasters, they're not rotating their filters, their filter roasts like super frequently. Mm. So you find they'll have three or four filter roasts on offer. And then once you've worked your way through them, you're kind of like, okay, I've had all these and you go looking for something else. And and you go back to your favorite. Well, there's just there's heaps of roasters out there, so yeah, I like shopping around and so yeah, so these ones with Glee, um, I I've been enjoying some of the Five Senses ones. They're in WA. They've been they do some good stuff. So yeah, we might try them next. I think we kind of found our favorite floozy one last time. Um, they they had this one that was just very tropically and very fruity, and I just enjoyed how much flavor it had Mm -hmm. so i don't know we might end up going back to that or we might end up trying glee or something i also like um whoever new slang stock anyway we're getting very specific union (laughs) i think it's called union coffee Uh, roasters yep yeah shall i talk about lunar lattes yeah let's chat about lunar lattes let's let's talk about lunar lattes let's get sleepy um i think you made it sound like they they tasted really horrible. That was kind of how it was pitched. I was okay. ready for them to taste really bad. That wasn't um, how I intended I, to pitch it. <laughs> You're just like, it's just so earthy and mushroomy. And I, I think like, I said it was a little bit earthy and mushroomy. It's not a lot earthy and mushroomy. I think if you're thinking about going for it, like to me, the predominant flavor, because you put so much milk in it, the predominant yep. flavor is like a kind of vanilla-y flavor. Yeah. Um. And you get a bit of the lavender and earthiness on the nose, probably. But um, yeah, I, I I liked it. I think it's a tasty drink. I don't really like milk is the thing. I don't yep. really drink milk. And um, we didn't end up trying it with any alternative milks. Oh, you I only tried it normal. Have. Yeah, just, just full cream, regular milk. Yeah. Um, but... So maybe I should try it with some oat milk or something like that because I'm not crazy about milk. Yeah, I reckon you should try it with oat milk. The other thing that didn't work out so well was um, you talked about like that you can just stir it into milk or you can blend it up. Yeah. 
I think we blended it up once, but <laughs> we have a sleeping child most of the time. So um, usually tricky. by the time we were thinking about bed and we were like, oh, we should drink this nighttime concoction. It was kind of like, let's not turn a blender on or you know stick blender or anything like that because it's going to end poorly. But you enjoyed the flavor? Yeah, it was good. Um, did it make you sleepy? I Yeah, th- this is the thing that I'm not sure about is the only drawback is, like, I think it tastes pretty good, um, but I'm, I'm not sure that it had a positive or negative impact on my sleep or did one it, that was super noticeable. Okay. Did it seem like it had a positive impact on your wife's sleep? Um, not that we noticed. I okay. Don't know. So I think one, the thing that I appreciate about, appreciate about it, but could be replaced with many other things is I think the idea of having like a nighttime routine and being like, mm-hmm. Oh, let's, let's do a thing. and We'll drink this thing. We used to, um, make a tea out of like apple cider vinegar and honey Ooh. and kind of top that off with some with some boiling water. And that was kind of a bit of a thing for a while. I hate the smell of apple cider vinegar. Like when you put it with honey, it kind of tempers a bit of the acidity. And then when you put it like topped up with hot water, it almost resembles hot cider. I think it's just because I had a housemate in the States. Brilliant housemate, loved him. But he would, part of his skincare regimen was that he would put apple cider vinegar all over his like skin before he went to sleep. And like, it was one of those, just leave like, it, there. it was one That's of those apartments wild. where like I shared a room. So it was just like apple cider vinegar stench <laughs> was just like overpowering while trying to sleep. Um, so that was, I, I have, I do not like the smell of apple cider vinegar. I have a um, like a clay face mask that you're supposed to put apple cider vinegar in, so mm-hmm. probably evoke that for me if I smelt it. Yeah, but obviously it's good for your skin. Yeah, I, apparently. Do you reckon so? Sounds odd. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he had pretty good skin, so I I guess it works. I guess if um, I guess it's probably got some stuff that. Skincare products have got in them. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But it was a successful suggestion. You enjoyed it. Will you go back to it? That's probably a good measure. Yeah. We we probably... I don't know. I think we, we like having it in the house. Like yeah. The other thing that um, Sarah remarked in terms of what it's good for is it's good as like a dessert substitute. Yeah. So like... Because it's a little bit sweet and you can put a bit of honey in it to make it a bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. Sarah had, like, there's a few times where Sarah was thinking, oh, I'm going to get to bed soon. I want ice cream. <laughs> and then thinking, okay, I'll I'll make a Luna Latte instead. Yeah. And would do that. And and it kind of worked as a bit of a, I feel like something sweet, but I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, overindulge. They, they have another one, like same people, uh, called Lover's Latte. That is mm. kind of like a hot chocolate, but it's like cacao rather than cocoa. And it makes you really horny. And makes you just super. No, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's got some stuff in there, honestly. Um, like it might have marker or something. But 
it, it is quite good. It's kind of like a hot chocolate that isn't super overpoweringly chocolatey. So it, it kind of, again, mm-hmm. fills that spot of like, this is a good dessert substitute or just like if you want a yep. hot beverage, but you don't want to have a coffee, you don't want to have a tea, you don't want to have the sugar of an actual hot chocolate. Like, yeah. yeah. So we quite enjoy that. All right. Might check that one out. Yes, yeah, I'm into it. chocolate, but Sarah is not. Like, just doesn't like the flavor of chocolate. Just, just doesn't like have as much nostalgia for hot chocolate. You know when it gets oh, okay. cold and you like, you just feel like a hot chocolate. Yes. Just, mm. So many good hot drinks, Jim. Yeah, as we're discovering, we should do another hot drinks episode. Yeah. All right. Quickly, top five hot drinks. Ooh. Ooh. Top five. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see if you coffee's can get gotta, five. Coffee's got to be up there for me. I think yeah. coffee has got to take take the number one position. Yeah. Um, mulled wine. Oof. I'm going in there with mulled wine. Now I'm on an alcoholic thing. I'm thinking about hot toddies. Yeah, hot toddies are good. Um, hot cider is also amazing. Yep. Um. And then what's that? Are you throw, four? You're at four. Throw one out there for tea. Yeah, tea is good. Yeah, I think for me, black, it'd black be tea, green tea, coffee, then tea, then probably hot chocolate, um, and then probably Luna latte and lovers latte. Honestly, I like the alcohol ones, but I just would never think to make them, and I just don't really keep much alcohol in the house ever. So, yeah, fair enough. Mulled wine. I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe I'll make some mulled wine tonight. We should probably make some mulled wine sometime. Like, let's hang out and play some games and make mulled wine. <laughs> yeah. I have ample wine in in my uh, house at the moment. Because the wine club also just got lost in the mail. And then, so I got sent that. And then a week later, I got sent another one. So Crazy. It's a lot of there's wine waiting to be mulled. The mail system is nuts at the moment. It seems to be, yeah, kind of crumbling under the pressure a little bit. We've had to order these things for work um, where, like, we've had to, we would normally get the things sent to us and then distribute them, but we've had to kind of mail them directly to the people because of the whole COVID stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it has just been absurd because this is the second lot we've had to do for the same people and both times it's been like 10 people that we're distributing to and three people haven't gotten their products like it's just been like we're out of stock but only for those three people and the second time in the row it's been like we're out of stock the same just for those three individuals everyone else gets theirs i don't know what's going on yeah it's bizarre it's monstrous all right um so the the blacklist, I guess that would be our blacklist, is the the postal system right now. The blacklist. Actually, I had something that I was like, what was it? Oh, I've lost it. I should have written it down. Well, that's mine. I'm sticking with the postal system. I feel like there's some other Netflix thing that everyone's trying to get me into. Is it the big flower fight? Because I'm enjoying that. No. Don't know what it is. Space Force? 
I haven't tried Space Force yet. It was fine. It was fine. It wasn't very good. Right. It felt like season one of Parks and Rec. Right. Still finding its feet. Yeah, it just never really became like cohesive or enjoyable. Yeah, I forget what it was. I should have written it down. That's fine. We will cut out some of this talk. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I think that is us. Do you have anything else to add? About Luna Latte or just about life in general? Either. Any any words of wisdom? Um, No, good suggestion. Yep. Um, may, May try again. Good. I'm glad. And if you are a listener and you end up trying either of our suggestions, let us know. We It's always fun when we hear from listeners that are trying out the things that we're trying. That's uh, always enjoyable. So you can find us on Twitter at Jim McIntyre or at John David Pass. Just don't bother finding him, though, because he's not going to respond. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, tweet. Yeah. But I'm on the Twitters. I'm a tweeter. Jim, Jim does a tweet every now and then. Yeah. Mostly like, hey, here's a podcast, but... <laughs> it's just all self-promotion. Pretty much. Um, I think I just have so few followers that it seems indulgent to tweet thoughts. Like, <laughs> it just... But not indulgent to promote things. Yeah, for some weird reason, in my mind, <laughs> if I was to tweet like, oh, here's a joke I just thought of, my like 15 view- followers would be like, who does he think he is? This guy coming in here with his comedy. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining we'll close us. Off there. We'll be back in a fortnight's time with the next episode of the Suggestive Podcast. Next time, cold drinks. Yeah. <laughs>